This program is sponsored by West Automotive Group. The West Automotive Group presents Auto Talk Radio with host Brian Bowersock and co-host Kevin Bowersock. Today's show is brought to you by West Escondido, West El Cajon, West Kearney Mesa, and West Miramar Automotive and Transmission. All part of the West Automotive Group. Get your automotive questions answered. Call Brian and Kevin at 1-888-344-1170. That's 1-888-344-1170. Now, here's your Auto Talk host, Brian Bowersock. All right, good morning, folks, and welcome to Auto Talk Radio. I'm Brian, and that's Kevin over there. Say hi, Kevin. And it's a beautiful day in San Diego. It's a beautiful day. Brandon, how do you like Kevin's hairdo this morning? It looks great. Are you kidding me? <laughs> hey, it looked just fine until like, I took my ball hat on to put on my earphones. <laughs> <laughs> my earphones. Those are called headphones, not earphones. Oh, uh, yeah. Sorry. It's early on a Saturday morning here. <laughs> early on a Saturday morning. Welcome actually, to- actually, it was a really nice morning. I was sleeping really good this morning, too. When the alarm went off, I was like, what the? <laughs> I, I thought the same thing this morning. <laughs> Trust me, honey. I had a busy day yesterday. I ran Kearney, the Curdy Mesa location, so uh, 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 Bill was out for the day. Um, he is back on on uh, Monday, so which is good. And then I'm out to El Cajon. I'll be running that location. Chris is on vacation with his family. Took an extra day, a long weekend. I think uh, I think you're going to Disneyland. So anyway, why are you looking at me like that? I don't know. Oh, are you just I had listening? flashbacks. I don't, see, I don't have to go to them places. I'm in between. I'm in between. Because <laughs> the kids, you know, the, my youngest one just graduated high school this year, so. Oh, yeah, the Disneyland flashback. I thought yeah. you meant you didn't have to go to work. I was like, what? What happened? No, okay, I get it. You get, yeah. It, yeah. So, uh, well, they say it's the happiest place on earth. I don't know. I haven't been there. And actually, I think I've only been to Disneyland like four times in my entire life. Right. Now, when we were kids, we went to Disney I, World I in Florida. I, well, I know, but I've only been there a few times, too, but I'm just thinking I'm just, you know, it, Places like that are just woo anymore. Yeah. I mean, I mean to me they're kind of. Sorry, I looked at the call screen. screen I know, right red squirrel, <laughs> red squirrel question. I was like, um, yeah, that's a garden guy. That that must have been what they were talking about drowning, huh? Yeah, we're not going to talk about drowning any squirrels on this show. No, we're talking about cars. All right, folks, one eight 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 three four four eleven seventy. That's eight 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 three four four eleven seventy. We'll uh, get back on track and stop talking about uh, uh, squirrels and. Uh, in, in, in Disneyland? Disneyland. Well, that's that's a mouse. It's a small world. <laughs> <world after. laughs> I don't even know if they still have that ride anymore, the boat ride. Uh, they uh, still yeah, they do. do. Trust they, me. They do. I, I was sure somehow cancel culture had to get rid Dude, of that. Dude, that is not going anywhere. Calling something a small world is probably not cool anymore. It, out of all the rides, it has like the shortest line because no one ever wants to ride that thing unless they're like, well, I guess that's the only ride we have left you, to ride. You know what used to be really good about it is uh, the couple times I've been there, uh, you get on that ride when it's really hot in the afternoon because with the water and the it's cool inside there. Humid. Yeah, it's not. No, no. They have like an air conditioner inside. Yeah, that I know they're I just blowing cold air in, or water in there. So yeah. Well, I'm just saying it was nice, and so you could you could cool down on yeah, your, yeah, yeah. on a comfortable little boat ride through <laughs> that. But you had to listen to that thing screaming out, it's a small world all the way through there, too. And they have it turned up quite loud. No, I'm okay. I'm fine with that. I can tune that right out just for the coolness. Oh. Uh, relaxing. <laughs> there you go. All right, folks. Uh, give us a call. one 888 It's 888-344-1170. Today, we're talking about cooling systems on your vehicle. But we're happy to talk to you about anything automotive-related. We're, we're here to talk to you about 
Um, I did want to, um, let me see here real quick, a couple things uh, that I wanted to touch base on that we had gone over last week uh, that were important. Uh, uh, Steve uh, Steve uh, sent me these to one of our uh, good listeners and customers. Uh, we were talking about charcoal. You were talking about charcoal. Do you know who invented charcoal? This is very interesting because it links into auto talk really well. Who? Henry Ford. He was the inventor of uh, of Kingsford charcoal. Uh-huh. And it's named Kingsford because it was his brother in law's name, and he and he created a company. And what it came down to was, and this is very interesting. And I once again that credit to Stephen for sending this to me. Uh, everyone associates Henry Ford with the automobile and the invention of the assembly line, which he did. Uh, he he mass production of uh, automobiles. He was uh, the first one to start that. But you also have the American businessman to thank for backyard cookouts, an avid outdoorsman and early environmentalist. He found a way to solve two problems, waste from his sawmill and cooking fuel source for camping trips with the invention of Kingsford charcoal, which I did not know. He was experiencing phenomenal success with the assembly line in uh, 1919, uh, a million cars a year he was producing. About a hundred board feet of wood went into each car. Think of that, because they had running boards, steering yeah, yeah, wheels, yeah. All and all the frames were made out of wood back then. No, 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 no. I don't think the frames were. Yeah, they did. They'd wrap metal around the actual wood frame. Well, they may, maybe some of it. I don't. I know. mean, not like the frame in the bottom. I'm talking the frame on the body. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. So, some of. Yes, Sorry, yes, that, yes, yeah, yeah, that, yeah, that was good. misleading. Yeah, okay. uh, so he wanted his own source of wood. So he was in, wasn't at the mercy of suppliers. So uh, he. Uh, Contacted his cousin's uh, cousin's husband, I'm sorry, Edward G. Kingsford, a Michigan real estate agent, to help him find and purchase timberland. And he bought it in Mountain, Michigan, and he built a sawmill there. Uh, then he realized that he uh, was also an early environmentalist and lived by the motto reduce, reuse, and recycle. He was bothered by the waste wood at his Iron Mountain sawmill. There was a surplus of leftover stumps, branches, sawdust. Uh, he hated to see the resources going to, to waste, so found a way to to use the byproducts of the sawmill. So charcoal is made, and which this comes down to, um, from uh, 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 wood chips. To I was going to say, deep, or, I can't even say it. Deep, <laughs> yeah. So these lumps of charcoal brick. Well, lumber, I don't, I don't think animals. It, you, uh, they press it together as well. Well, that's, why, is, that's so. why I was saying it's kind of like oil, but it's above. I mean, it's kind of like coal, but it's being made above ground instead of below ground. Because coal, the same thing. Everything is... Just being squished together and, yeah, you know what I mean? So in 1951, it was purchased by a conglomerate in the Brickettes uh, that they named it Kingsford Charcoal in honor of Edward Kingsford, who was his uh, cousin's husband. Uh, and it's still made in America using 100% American materials. In fact, more than 1 million tons of wood waste find new life as charcoal briquettes every year. So, Stephen, thanks for sending me that. The great stuff and good information. Uh, just one of the things that we were chatting about last week, which was important. Uh, so also, Stephen has sent me one other thing. Remember we said about nuclear cars, we were like, I don't know if there's ever been. So the, the Ford Nucleon, once again, Ford, man, they just do some cool stuff, is a concept car developed by Ford in 1957, designed as a future nuclear-powered car. One of a handful of such designs during the 50s and 60s, the concept was only demonstrated as a scale model. The design did not include an internal combustion engine. Rather, the vehicle would be powered by a small nuclear reactor in the rear of the vehicle. I'd buy one of those. You only need one fuel rod for about 100 years, man. Yeah, but telling you okay, now. but you know what? That's why it's never going to be built. So <laughs> you might as well get that out of your head right now. Car was used 
a steam engine powered by uranium fission, similar to those found in nuclear submarines. Is that kind of like Back to the Future and Fusionator or whatever? No, 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 no. no, no that, well, that's how that's how how a sub a nuclear submarines operate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's how it's made. So anyway, just a couple things we spoke about. I thought maybe I'd bring them up and we could uh, chat about them real quick. I wanted to make sure. But uh, um, I would do appreciate Steve uh, uh, reaching out and uh, sending me those things. He researched them and found them. Uh, very interesting about how uh, all of that is related to Ford, both of, both of those stories and two of the things we talked about, but also about the charcoal. I would have never thought that Henry Ford had uh, a hand in developing charcoal. You know, weird thing is History Channel right now has a thing on there called uh, uh, Cars That Build America. Uh-huh. So they talk about Chrysler Brothers, uh, Ford. And then, you know, obviously GM and stuff, mm-hmm. all, the, all three of them. So, the but they don't mention we, any of the stuff that he just said, which I, I'm sure well, is probably true. I'm just saying it's just, you know what? You never get enough information. Well, I, you I know, know what I mean? I know that's true because I read the no, no, I, What I'm saying is though, you never get enough information by one source. Oh, correct. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so the big three obviously are, are yeah, the uh, American car, man. although we've had some others. We had DeLorean and we had... Uh, but they never really took off like those did. So anyway, uh, no. But you know what? All these, even Ford and all those, went through their trying their trying times. You know, if you right. watch, if you if you if you do research on them and all, and you see them, because even GM, I mean, it, tur- it GM is a bunch of different car companies. I don't think DeLorean's going through a trying time. I think that's a done deal. No, but even GM went through a bunch where they started out as a bunch of different names, and they bought even Ford bought a bunch of auto companies along the way, and then kind of just decompressed them. So it's just the way that you know it goes. So. I was trying, well, Ford made its name on its own for sure. They were the number one assembly line. He was selling a million cars. Yeah, was, but that's was, why he also became number two in the end because he wouldn't listen to his son. His son kept telling him we need to make another color, and he's like, no, because they said that Ford was actually an in, he was actually a uh, an inventor. More, I mean, you know, he was he was a very smart guy. He was actually a businessman. But most of those guys, no, actually, the kid was the businessman. Because if you watch these things, I've been watching a lot of them in the history, especially on the uh, Ford. And his kid was trying to tell him, dude, if we're going to compete, we need to start putting colors like the rest of them. Mm-hmm. And he, Ford was – because a lot of those guys that are engineers and stuff like that and they're really brilliant like that, they're very, you know, one-way. And he was, you know, just saying it's not practical. It's not this. It's not that. And and you know what? That's when GM took over as number one. Auto no, but thing. what I'm saying – well, you're you're talking about in, in the when he got up into the 40s and that. What I'm talking about when he first started making cars. Yeah, yeah. He, he was number one. And, and he surrounded himself with some of the smartest people in the world. That's why he was able to mass produce cars and figure that all out. So business-wise, he's very smart when it came to that. All right, let's grab a mic in Ohio real quick. You there, Mike? Hey, what's going on there? What's happening, Mike? Uh, everything at once, as usual. That's good. Yeah, sometimes. you got to find a balance, man. I know, I know. Yeah, but I you- got a- <laughs> I got a, a 99. I got two questions real quick, a rapid fire here, hopefully. Uh, I've got a 99, or that's a 99 Savannah uh, Express fan. Replaced all the AC components on it uh, compressor, low cycling switch, the accumulator. Sir, <clears throat> basically, I can jumper the 30 to 87 cavity, take the control relay out. Mm hmm. Yeah, we're dropping part of you, Mike. You there? I actually think we totally dropped you. <laughs> I think you're gone. <laughs> Anyone? <laughs> and then Brendan uh, walked away over there. So uh, 
Uh, okay. I, I, I don't know what his question is. I, oh, I oh you're back. Now, now we can hear yeah, you. Yeah. Well, we lost That's you for a I'm while. I'm sorry, man. No, I, all I we heard was jumper, and then, they, and then you went away. Yeah, it was 87 <laughs> pin. <laughs> yeah, it was a, yeah, I think it was, uh, what is it, 87 to 30? 30, I believe it is, yeah. For the, AC, know, for, the, fine. For, the fine. for the AC clutch relay? Correct. Yeah, the compressor's been replaced. Uh, it's jumped. You know, I put the uh, right amount of fear on it, free on it, blah, blah. Uh, high pressure cycling switch, of course, in the back of the compressor. Low cycling switch, new. Accumulator's new. Mm-hmm. Like I said, when I jump for that, everything's fine. Okay. But it's just that control relay wire, I think, from the low cycling switch to the PCM is just not energizing. Is there anything on that? Well, first you got to figure out is the control head commanding uh, the AC through through the PCM. That's what I want to know. Yeah, I was so, wondering if it was getting even a, okay. a signal wire. Yeah, it doesn't sound like to me you have a you don't have a mechanical or, or a pressure problem with no. the AC system. That's all fine. You're having right. a you're you're right. having a control problem. So something right. now either something's telling the AC head uh, not to signal the PCM to close the relay. Or okay. something's wrong with the control head itself, and it's not. Or you have a wiring problem, or you have a PCM problem. Right. So right, that's going right. to be. A t- yeah, there's a couple of things in there, but it is definitely on the control <laughs> side, not the mechanical side. Right. I would say. Right. Right. Which I. Well, I didn't know if you had any kind of issues with those. I mean, kind of a, a, a common thread that you could go to, or is that just you just got to go. Well, what I would do is each one. it is check and, and see you know when you command the ac uh, from the control head do you get the signal going to the pcm if you do then then everything with the control heads working properly as far as commanding so and then you got to downstream now you're out of the control head and off to the, see if there's make sure see what commands the uh uh pcm once commanded by you know because there could be another uh, uh one of the sensors like a, a low pressure switch or something that that is uh commanding uh uh, even though the signal's coming, that it's uh, telling the PCM not to send a signal to uh, close the relay. So, there, they, yeah, gotcha. a couple. Of, I'd really have to run down the the diagram on that yeah. bad boy. Yeah, yeah. Okay. On this 05 Chevy Venture van, we've got a uh, an issue with uh, basically a, a key anti theft deal or whatnot. Um, basically, um, recoding the key. Got a new cylinder. Put it in the new module around the key. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you're familiar with that. Can I do the 30 minute relearn on that without the tech too? Do you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Cool. You got to have two keys. You, you, well, you got to look it all up yeah. too because every single car is just a little bit different. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, but, and you need to yeah, have two, yeah, think, two functioning keys to program. If which you, I do. Yeah. If you only have one, it won't work. All right. We're going to have to take a break, folks. 1 888 344 1170. That's 888 344 1170. Wish Mike good luck with the AC and keys. He's going to need the ACs in Ohio. It's very sticky there right now. You're listening to Auto Talk Radio on The Answer San Diego and K-Praise. We'll be right back after these messages. Hold tight, Teresa. There's more Auto Talk education and empowerment on the way here on Auto Talk Radio. Get on the line and get your automotive questions answered by the Auto Man here on Auto Talk Radio. Brian Bowersock, 888-344-1170. Now, here's more Auto Talk with Brian Bowersock. 
Hi, folks. Welcome back to Auto Talk Radio. I'm Brian. Over there is Kevin. We're talking all cars. We appreciate you joining us. 1-888-344-1170. That's 888-344-1170. Do want to remind you, Auto Talk Radio is brought to you by the West Automotive Group, which consists of West Escondido Automotive and Transmission over at 2200 Auto Parkway in Escondido. AAA approved and Starford certified for smog over 28 years taking care of folks up in North County. Along with West El Cajon Automotive and Transmission, 844 North Johnson Avenue in El Cajon. AAA approved and smog certified out there for over eight years taking care of folks in East County. And of course, West Kearney Mesa Automotive and Transmission, 8027 Balboa Avenue, right in central San Diego. AAA approved and smog certified taking care of folks over there for over four years. Uh, in central San Diego, and our newest location, West Miramar Automotive and Transmission, 5726 Miramar Road in Eastgate Mall, AAA approved and STAR certified, taking care of folks over there for over two years. All of us at the West Automotive Group, my employees and myself, come together to bring you Auto Talk Radio for one simple reason, and that is we all believe in the same philosophy. We never put money ahead of people very important to us. Stop in to have your vehicle serviced repair and find out what quality automotive service and repair is all about. West Automotive Group is also proud to offer six months no interest for your vehicle service and repair needs on approved credit. We're here to help. Let us know, uh, and uh, we'll get you one of those cards. You can continue to use it. It's just like a credit card, only just for auto repair. The best part of it, like every time you use it, is six months no interest on your repairs and service. Um, take advantage of our CertiCare transmission diagnosis also. If you think you have a transmission problem or you have a diagnosis problem, you have a drivability problem, get it in. Let our experts diagnose it. Uh, my guys are amazing. We hire master certified technicians to make sure that your diagnosis is proper. Uh, just so that uh, we see way too many cars that come in that have had major repairs for a problem and the problem still exists and the repair was incorrect. Uh, we also offer free shuttle rides to or from work or home and low, low cost rental vehicles at all four locations available. Hop on westautomotivegroup.com, westautomotivegroup.com. You can see what we're all about. You can make appointments, request anything you want, uh, uh, all kinds of information there. You can also uh, follow us on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram right through westautomotivegroup.com. You can also check out the Automan segments where you can go to my YouTube channel. I am the Automan on the CW and Fox 5 News. Uh, Wednesday mornings on the Fox 5 and uh, Friday morning and evening on the CW. Check me out. That's where we're at. You can also go straight to Auto Talk Radio where you can catch all of our podcasts, etc. from there. Uh, if you sign up on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, we send out little things all the time, little helpful tips and cool things about cars and stuff and car repair, just to keep you informed and engaged. Just good stuff. So westautomotivegroup.com. You can also email me anytime at autotalk at westautomotivegroup.com. Um, so good stuff. Our podcasts are also available through Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Pandora, Deezer, Stitcher, Spotify, iHeartRadio.com and tune in. Find our podcast at your favorite place to find podcasts. That's what Brendan always says. Right, Brendan? I also say Odyssey as well, too, but, you know. Oh, there's another one? No, well, because Radio.com's gone, but, well, again, stop saying if that. you type in Radio.com, it'll <laughs> Go read. to Odyssey. Yeah. Okay. Oh, oh see, and, and, and I thought that when they changed the name, it was Audacity. You have the audacity to change your name. I thought so, but now it's pronounced Odyssey, <laughs> Odyssey. and it just confuses me more, so... <laughs> That's radio.com for the rest of us. Uh, Why would you buy something like radio.com, an app, and change the name? I mean, that's they a didn't cool... buy it. They owned it. I know, but, that's a... yeah, but why would you change? I mean, it's a cool, it's not a bad name. You know what I mean? It's not. They rebranded everything that to, to that. That's what they do. That's what people do. 
So, anyway, it is what it is. But give us a call this morning, 1-888-344-1170. That's 888-344-1170. And like I said, if you need to know anything about us, you can jump on westautomotivegroup.com and find out from there. Let's grab Teresa and Carl's brand real quick. Good morning, Teresa. Good morning. Good morning, gentlemen. Um, I hope you can give me some advice. I was driving home last night, and all of a sudden I hear this noise, and my rear 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 window rolls down all by itself. Oh. So I tried to roll it back up using the panel next to the driver's side, and I broke the little button off. So when I got home, I tried to roll it back roll the window back up using the individual door Mm -hmm. uh, control and nothing's happening so the window's all the way down what type Um, of car what type of car are we talking about Teresa? 2008 honda accord okay go go ahead kevin Uh, honda's had a lot of problems with their master switch correct and it will do weird things because i know honda uh you if you walk up to the car with the key and oh and and like turn the the, the door lock, open, close, open, close. It'll actually roll all the windows down for you. I mean, they do things with their Some stuff like that. So um, I would di- definitely diagnose it, but it's probably going to be your interior uh, or your master switch, which you yeah. just said you broke in anyways. Yeah, I, I would. But yeah, but yeah, okay. Yeah, but yeah that, I, it just broke off when I was trying to roll it up. Yeah, um, so. well, th- just because the little button's broken, I mean, I don't think that's the problem with it, though, but it could be internal, like Kevin said, in the master switch, but need to test it because those master switches are quite expensive. Oh, they are. That's why I said I would definitely test it, but I, that's probably where going to be her issue is. Yeah, it's probably not actually in the door or the window, um, You're, but you said the switch at the wi- the door also wouldn't roll the window up. No, I tried it when I got home, yeah. and the reason I need to call you um, is just you know, for advice instead of, I have to get a fix, but yeah. I was just wondering if they can somehow use something just to close the window. I don't care really if it opens and closes. Well, the the problem is there could be a short inside the master switch. And if there uh, is, I mean, if you don't care if it works, the, I've done this for people. We have to take the door panel apart. We can power up the window and close it, but then we have to leave that window motor unplugged because the short in that switch will cause it to go back down again when it feels like it, if if the master switch is shorted. And sometimes when the master switch is shorted internally, it'll prevent the switch on the door from working properly. So, um, yeah, I mean, there are some options there, but, but really... Uh, yeah, I mean, you could get the window up as long as that window motors and, and uh, a regulator are working properly. But you do have to uh, use the uh, uh, take things apart, get it up, and then uh, leave it disconnected because if you reconnect it, uh, it'll go back down again. Okay, so the so the master switch in the door has to be disconnected to that window no no that switch it, what would have to happen is the motor itself in that door would end up having to be disconnected because oh, okay. the switches okay. work together uh and and when they so if you have a problem in the master switch it can prevent things such as the door switch from working and, and continue on with the problem uh so even if you were to power the motor up uh, individually and get close the window if you plugged it back in and there's a short in the master switch eventually what happened the other day where the window just went down on you is going to happen again yeah. it's going to happen again so you would okay. ha- we would really have to so the best part would be to diagnose it figure out what's wrong with it 
uh, and and it possibly like could it could just be a switch, may not be an expensive repair. Uh, and if uh, it is uh, something that's more expensive than you want, then the window could be put up manually, and uh, we have to get into the door to do so. Uh, but uh, usually, as long as the regulator is not broken or the motor itself, then the window can be powered up and closed and then left unplugged. That window just won't work at all anymore. It'll stay up though oh. at that point, as long as the regulator and the motor are good in the door. So uh, that's it. Regulator. Okay, uh, I'm trying to take notes here. Because really, all you need to do is just get it in and get it diagnosed and then figure out, you know, what you want to do from there, to be honest with you, because okay. that, that's what's going to happen. If we can help you out with that, give us a shout. We're more than happy to. You're out in Escondido, Yes, right? ma'am. Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. Either okay. Escondido or um, um, uh, we also have a location that's on uh, 805 and Miramar Road, which is right right here in UTC. So whichever is good okay. For you. Okay. All right. I just uh, I was feeling very vulnerable just to you know go someplace and I didn't know whether it could be fixed or I didn't know it. Um, we, we definitely want to yeah. get the window up for sure because I mean you can't leave your car in a parking lot or it's 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 unlocked obviously. Exactly. Exactly. Um, that's why I, I need to take care of it right away. And I just put tires on the car, so I can't. I, I don't want to go into something really expensive. No, I understand. I understand. Yeah, and there's some options there. So if we can help you out, give us a shout. We're more than happy to, okay? Thank you so much. Thank you for the call, Teresa, and thanks for listening. You have a wonderful, safe weekend. Okay. Thank you. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. So, uh, great question. You just need to jump on westautomotivegroup.com and make an appointment or uh, just Google it. You can call us, whichever. We'll get you in. Well, having that rear window down, too, if you got it on the freeway, that's got to be annoying, too. It's very noisy. Well, because the new cars, because they're aerodynamic, if you don't have the windows up, like, on the freeway, you get that wop, 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 wop. You know what I mean? Because it's, it, they design cars to have the windows up on the freeway for better fuel economy. Yes, you can. <laughs> you are correct. <laughs> yeah. So, one of those things. Anyway, all right. Let's, uh, real quick, let's see. Uh, let's grab Mike real fast. He's got one more question. You're back. Yeah, yeah, sorry about that. I'm in a bunker, apparently. It's uh, hard to get to. Uh, real quick, on a 2014 Grand Caravan, first AC, it would get warm, and then it would get cold. It would get warm, and it get cold. I am going to charge it, suck it down, put the proper amount in. Without a machine, it's kind of hard to do figure out what's what yeah put enough in there it was fine for two three days and we'll go driving it and all of a sudden it just kind of basically get yeah what do you what, 14 yeah one of the things you got to be careful with that uh uh could be too much oil in the system on those i've seen cause weird things like that too you know what even if the evaporator's not getting good airflow like they've been running on I always tell everybody to run everything on max air because that way it doesn't draw outside air into the evaporator. I've seen evaporators start to get plugged, and it do things like that. Because the evaporator will get too cold, and the sensor will shut it off because it's got so much Uh dirt in there. It can't blow, you know what I'm saying? It can't blow air across the whole entire thing. It's not doing a temperature exchange, yeah, properly. Yeah, so that's another thing that you have to... Uh, what about the expansion valve? Have you heard anything about those? I have uh, seen them on those caravans go wompy, but I, it, okay. it would be something I'd have to verify, obviously. Yeah, right. one of those things. Just but, in my experience, the expansion, expansion valve, normally when I have a problem with it, it's either stuck one way or the other. Correct. Yeah. Or in the middle uh, okay. or something. So, you know what I mean? I, I, I ha- me, Just my personal experience with the, with the expansion valve, I've never seen one kind of 
normally it doesn't come and go you know what i mean so yeah gotcha gotcha anything on oil coolers on those things i know they're back ordered big time you guys know any kind of connections on those uh the the dodge dealer that's uh (laughs) there's a dodge dealer (laughs) here in san diego and they have like 250 of them they also have the ones for the jeep no i don't know how they got them they like hoarded them (laughs) and and like you call one place and they actually charge more for them too by the way uh, (laughs) because nobody else has them so you call them and you're like why is the price like 20% 20% higher, and they're like, because we can charge that, because we're the only ones that have them. I'm like, okay. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I, I, supply and demand. Do me a favor. Can you, can you email me that? And I'll, I'll yeah, yeah. And grab or, it. Or just text Kevin. He can text it to you, either yeah, one. Okay. okay. Sure, sure, sure. Yeah, this is one that I've been meaning to get to. So, yeah. Yep. Hey, I appreciate it, man. I don't mean to be a, a line hog there. No, so I no just worries. Had, uh, several to get in. Good, yeah. Good to talk right, to you, man. Hey, have you a great have weekend. A you too. Be yeah, safe, man. Good talking to you, Mike. You bet. Bye. Bye. All right, folks, 1-888-344-1170. That's 1-888-344-1170. Uh, any, uh, anything automotive-related, we're happy to talk to you about. Kevin, just looking to talk. Chatterbox, yes, yes. Chatterboxing it over there. Anyway, give us a call, 888-344-1170. You're listening to Auto Talk Radio on The Answer San Diego and K-Praise. We'll be right back after these messages. There's more Auto Talk education and empowerment on the way here on Auto Talk Radio. Get on the line and get your automotive questions answered by the Auto Man here on Auto Talk Radio. Brian Bowersock, 888-344-1170. Now, here's more Auto Talk with Brian Bowersock. All right, folks. Welcome back to Auto Talk Radio. Let's see, we're talking about cooling systems as we're heading into the summer heat. Is it going to be a hot one this year? Tell you what, yesterday was a beautiful day out, no question. It looks like this weekend's going to be beautiful. So, get get in your hoopty. Brendan, you know what a hoopty is? Uh, Only a rap song. (laughs) Your hoopty, that's your car. Get in your hoopty. Okay, I thought that was like a rap slang term. Well, I guess it kind of is. No, no, it's long before rap. Pimp this ride. (laughs) No, my hoopty. That's an old term anyway. I I don't think the rap people made that term, the hoopty. I I don't even think there was rap around. They might use it in their songs, but I I don't think there was rap around when that term came came about itself. So maybe it is. Maybe I'll get yelled at by a rapper now. Hopefully they don't shoot at me. They like to shoot at each other. I was thinking (laughs) you can never be right. No matter what you do, what no, so, somebody always finds fault in what you're, even when you're trying to be good. That's okay. <laughs> we're gonna say hoopty. The hoopty because that's a car term, so we're gonna we're gonna use the hoopty term anyway. Get in your hoopty and go out for a cruise. If you've had, your, you should have your hoopty all serviced up now and ready to roll. Right? I think there are. There, you know, there was there was there was you know a decent amount of traffic on the way here this morning. There was oh, people I, out I, moving around already. I, everybody's back moving around. I'll tell you what. You go out in the morning, like you know, heading down to Kearney Mesa, like yesterday morning, or out to El Cajon early in the morning. Everybody's back on the road. And I think next week everybody's going to re- start returning back to obviously offices and things like that if they have not already. I think a lot of people have. Uh, back to normal's good, folks. Back to normal is good, and that's what we're looking for. So, um, well, I don't, unless they were paying you to sit in your living room, <laughs> well, that's not good. That doesn't t- make the economy work properly. That's not what we want. <laughs> well, I'm just no. Actually, some people could actually 
their job didn't change much well, when they stayed home. You know, home. Yeah. I mean, because they're they're more on the computer and. I tell you what, the only part that was really missing, obviously, was the socialization part, but uh, and that makes it tough. I I I like talking and seeing the people, so it is what it is. But I am ready to get back to fully normal, and we're heading that direction. So let's do this for sure. All right, folks, do want to remind you, Auto Talks also brought to you by uh, Interstate Batteries, a battery for every need. If you need a battery for your vehicle, hit us up at westautomotivegroup.com. Get in. We'll get you an interstate battery installed. It is the technician's professional choice worldwide, and we do not stock nor sell anything else when it comes to automotive-related batteries at the uh, uh, West Automotive Group. So uh, westautomotivegroup.com, and we'll get you an interstate installed if you need a battery. Um, we also run the interstate test on your vehicle every time we service a vehicle, no matter what it is, oil change, et cetera. Uh, we run a test just to tell you where your battery's at and give you a little condition report. So um, stay on top of it. Batteries can fail at any time, and you really need to know or want, I think you would want to know if your battery's starting to become marginal where you might be left high and dry. And when it happens is typically when there's temperature changes from extreme warm to cold or Back the other way, when we get into extreme hot temperatures, then that can kill a battery too. So the two things that really, really shorten a battery's life, uh, um, or or if its life is at its end, uh, can make it jump right over the edge and be done. So anyway, Interstate Batteries, the battery for every need. If you need a battery for any other need, check them out at their storefronts, 9345 Cabot Drive in Miramar, or in La Mesa at 70th University. It's Interstate Battery, battery for every need. So anyway, there we go. What? Sing the jingle. Nope. <laughs> I don't sing any jingles. I'm not doing that. So we're talking about uh, um, everything automotive related, obviously, today. And any questions or not, uh, we do appreciate you joining us here on uh, The Answer San Diego and K-Praise, uh, The Answer 1170. Um, but you can give us a call here at 888-344-1170, 888-344-1170, anything automotive related. Um, we are happy to talk to you about uh so, well, let's grab Art real quick. You there, Art? Good morning. Good morning. How are you, sir? Pretty good. Um, I got a 2011 uh, Camry with the 2.5 um, motor, mm-hmm. and I am experiencing low RPM uh, knocking, uh, especially on the first gear, like just below 15, uh, 1,500 RPMs. Mm-hmm. And... Um, I changed the spark plugs to uh, the NJ case, I, I believe. NJ case? Um, yes. Okay. And they're 44. Um, they're calibrated correctly. Mm-hmm. Um, I checked the air box. Um, no apparent uh, vacuum leaks. And still does it. You know, it's, it's, it's really weird. I can replicate the, the fault while in park and pressing the brake. And I just crack open the throttle at just below fifteen hundred, and it starts spinning like crazy. Does it? Uh, um, okay, you had this problem obviously before you went and did the service stuff to the car, correct? Uh, well, I changed the spark plugs myself. Is is the car running? Is the car running lean? I mean, do you do you have access to a scanner? I mean, is the car actually running lean? It is not throwing any codes. That's the uh, I. The, um, I I changed the fire clocks and I disconnected the mass air uh, flow sensor and it threw a code, but that's because I you induced it. it. You in, yeah, you yeah. induced it. So and I clear the codes uh, and uh, that, that my 
models won't let me borrow the, the scanner, but it's not throwing any codes. Well, um, I, I did. That's not where I'd be looking, anyways, um, on the scanner because I, I would just kind of go strictly to my. I want to see what my uh, my fuel trims are, but uh, uh-huh. I, I'm just kind of wondering if you have a lean condition at idle for some reason. But right, that's what I was thinking. So my question is: is we we need to figure out whether we actually truly have a lean system. Real quick, off right. the top of your head, I think it is, but is this car direct injected? Uh, not that I know of. No. Oh, okay. So. Um, I wasn't sure if this one was or not. No, it's it's right in that cusp. I don't, I don't think it is. Okay. Um, have you ever... The, the other thing that I've seen make these knocks a different is carbon buildup. Okay. Uh, which can cause a lean condition at certain right. points uh, because carbon builds up on the back of the valves and it and it's it actually absorbs the fuel and prevents it from making it into the combustion chamber and then it causes a lean can, like a Ling Ping-ish knock. Especially, so, at, it's especially at lower idles. Yes, yes, at low, lower, lower idles. So my question to that would be, um, have you ever done, how many miles are on the car? 80,000. Yeah, so you're getting up there almost to 100. Um, how many, uh, uh, have you ever had an induction service done on this vehicle? Uh, they did it um, like two months ago. Okay. But what? I don't know if it was like a, one of those uh, Mickey Mouse, services or not because i didn't i didn't take the car to the shop myself oh um yeah it depends on we i mean we use bg service that's the only chemicals we use because i know and i'm telling you you know that stuff's working because it'll almost make your eyes water and, and your in, in your nose burn when it it's stinks. doing it oh it's terrible but it does reduce carbon off those things i mean it works really well um and that's why we use it and we are we're seeing a lot of carbon problems uh these days especially with direct injected vehicles but also non-direct injected that get up at higher in mileage and the reason why is is that the fuel additives and everything is so crappy that the 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 valves really build up a large amount of carbon some of these uh carbon reducing systems don't work that well to be honest with you so it would depend on what you use now when you say a knock uh you it it kind of like a pre-detonation knock is what you're talking about right i mean you know the difference between like a wrist pin or uh uh something Absolutely. okay yeah it's not it's not a it's 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 not like a a metallic uh, dry noise it's it's pinning is a pre-ignition it's a pre-ignition noise, noise. Yeah. yeah i would om- I can notice it i can notice it too like i'm on the freeway and i'm mm-hmm. just below 2000 rpms and the high gear lock yeah, I can, I can barely hear it for like maybe half a second. Gotcha. You know, but I, I guess the the computer pulls back the timing, and it and it disappears. But at a low RPM, um, I don't know how far more the computer can pull back the timing. Well, that's the problem. It's the, it's it's probably got itself at zero or right about right. there, and there's limits on it. Um, right. I, I would really look into finding. Uh, I mean, we run the system; we can help you with this. Hurt, but be I. I would I would do a good induction cleaning on this thing. I really would, um, and see because a lot of times that will reduce or remove that. To be honest with you, okay. So, I, I, can this also happen even if it's not direct injected? Oh yes, absolutely. Especially because yeah. you're up up over seventy thousand miles. So, and if it hasn't been done, really, yeah, I'm telling you, these induction services are amazing. What it does, the quality of their drivability and issues with the car. And like I said, we're seeing a lot of these uh, four cylinders with the way they run uh, that they carbon up really bad like that. Mm-hmm. And any any idea why? Uh, and I'm not throwing any uh, engine codes. Uh, 
because it hasn't passed that threshold far enough. And the, it, it's at the end of the threshold. That's right. It's not. It hasn't put. Yeah. And it doesn't do it long enough. See, so here's the deal. To throw a lean code, you actually need to to walk th- up through the So in other words, uh, the fuel trim, uh, as far as that, the best way to explain this is usually it's a count to 20 on the low side. So there's uh-huh. two. And once it hits 20 and goes over, then it pushes the adaptive on the on, on the long term up one. Well, you got to push the adaptive all the way to 20 on that cylinder okay. to get a lean misfire as far as oh, that okay. goes. So it, it because it has to work, work at it. Now, once it gets worse, then it will. But if it's not lean, so, so here's the deal. If it's not enough carbon that just does it at certain times and then other times it's rich enough, it, it, would, it will actually push the fuel trim back down. So it never miss, reaches that threshold to set a lean code. Does that make sense? Okay. Yes, absolutely. Yes. yes. Okay. That's best. probably right at the edge. Yep. You got it. Yeah. You got it. Okay. So, but and right. that that is where we go and look at our fuel trims and all that a mm-hmm. lot of times on cars like that, which is very helpful mm-hmm. when we're diagnosing them. So, and obviously I'm just trying to help you here over the phone, but my best guess would be a really good induction, but... The really okay. uh, other thing would be is if you want to get in and get a diagnosis, we definitely could do sure. so, and we check all the fuel trims and that to make a determination what we have going on there. And a lot so of times, this wouldn't be this wouldn't be the knock sensor, right? Because I mean, it, uh, this is not a fault. No, uh, yeah, in in a knock sensors, uh, they they they're PZO sensors. They work really well, and unless they're open or sh- and they'll set a code when that happens or shorted. So. And how much would it be uh, like uh, to diagnose it with a computer and maybe do a live uh, data so to all, see how the, the trim is behaving? All the diagnosis pen testing that runs one thirty nine with us. So um, okay, yeah, that's it. So and we can we, 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 we can figure it out. Sure. And you're on El Cajon, right? Uh, and the El Cajon location is at eight forty four North Johnson Avenue. Lord Johnson. Thank you so much, gentlemen. No problem. If you have any other questions, Art, let us know. Have a wonderful, safe weekend. Thank you so much. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. So, great question for sure. Oh, yeah. That was a really good question, actually. And, you know, if you're having this kind of... So many things involved in, in obviously, uh, uh, fuel control and all that. And I was trying the best way that I could describe so that everybody understand what happens with uh, fuel trims and control and how that works. So, um well, it, it's a it's a long process. I mean, how it works. I mean, honestly, when you start to you there's know, there's a lot to it. That's for sure. Yeah, no. because I mean, it is a computer. It takes inputs and outputs, and you know, and they got to write software for it. And yes, they do. It has a lot. So anyway, if you have any questions like that, we're here to help for sure. Um, but that that was a good question. I I appreciate Art calling in with that, and hopefully we can get him helped out. So cooling systems, lots of parts and cooling systems. I don't know how far in depth we're going to get on this. I can tell you this. It's imperative that you service your cooling system because there's so many things that will and can be affected by uh, cooling systems that are not serviced properly. Well, especially now because cooling systems with hybrids and all this stuff because you got to cool the battery. So you have more than just one cooling system on board, too. So they're they're getting more complex because you got to. Or, or however they're using their cooling systems to cool the batteries or what, you know, everybody has their own little twist on it. Very true. Very true. No lie to that. So in the things that uh, we are seeing, uh, you know, as far as that go, are usually come with coolant not being changed out regularly. Now, most cars have what we call hybrid coolants these days, uh, which are better known as extended life or 
or uh, oats or things like that, uh, high oat coolants. Anyway, they still need to be changed out. And a lot of manufacturers are saying, oh, they can go 100,000 miles. I'm telling you now, that is a bad plan. There is no no question on our mind. So uh, what we recommend is, uh, you know, four years, 50,000 miles on extended life coolants. I kind of cut that in half. Four years max, 50,000 miles. Get it flushed out. The cost of flushing out the cooling system, keeping it clean, will save you so much money in the long run. Because as that coolant fails, gaskets start to get eaten. Radiators start to be eaten out from inside out. Um, hoses deteriorate internally. There are so many things that are damaged by the coolant breaking down in a vehicle. Um, not to mention that it, the exchange of heat isn't the greatest. So um, you you can cause all kinds of issues. We have a lot of electric water pumps nowadays on cars, especially like BMWs, cars like that, that fail from from the coolant getting uh, uh, just crappy. So, uh, uh, you know, one of those things, you just need to uh, make sure and uh, um, keep that cooling system clean, replace the thermostat, and, and it will continue to work for you for on and on and on and on. So, uh, uh, yeah, just good stuff. You uh, need That is the most important thing. If you have regular ethylene glycol coolant, uh, every two years, 24,000 miles, replace it. And uh, you will keep your cooling system in amazing shape. Right. Right. <laughs> so just one of those things for sure. Uh, good stuff. Um, so a couple tips uh, uh, besides that, you know, you also want to keep a good eye on your radiator. As Kevin said, you know, like we were talking about evaporator cores, they get plugged. I've seen cars come in with heating problems because radiators, like excessive amount of dirt stuck to them, things like that. That reduces the the way a radiator works and the efficiency of it, and and therefore you can end up with a car overheating, et cetera. Well, let's, in today's world, too, especially, because you remember back in the day, radiators used to be kind of a little bit overkill. You remember they were a little thicker, extra wider? bigger, wider. Now, they when they when they engineer these cars, they engineer them so that they work, you know what I'm saying? Just For, perfectly, no extra. Exactly. So if you get dirt on the radiator back in the day, eh, because even back in the day, you had to put cardboard on your radiator if you lived back in the east, you know, well, to keep it. Also, we didn't run cars at hot, as hot back then. No. 180 was a normal temp. Now we're running cars up around 240, and we need to keep that below. And the reason why is for 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 uh, 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 um, um, miles per ga- mileage and efficiency and, and fuel control and all that. A uh, car runs better, and we get, you know, reduced emissions, et cetera. Um, but the point is, you get up over that temp. You start melting things down. Right. And this is when that weird thing comes where the air conditioner comes and goes. Because the weird thing about air conditioner, it all depends on ambient temperature, right? Another thing, you're right. Well, that, no, what well, I mean. Well not, only, well, not only that, but an air conditioner, the car starts to overheat. The computer will shut the AC system off. It knows well, right yeah, away. Yeah, but that. Or run what, too warm. What I was saying, though, is you have dirt covering your condenser or something like that. Mm-hmm. One day, because it's a little bit cooler out than the next, it might work fine. The next day, it might need to be cooling you know, the, the Freon a little more to get it back into liquid form. Correct. So, it, you know what I'm saying? It, th- that day, then the next day could be a little hotter well, and it would make it cycle a little more. Well, so that, You're right. The ambient temperature outside can affect the way those systems work too if they're not operating properly. Well, because they designed them to work like they did off the showroom floor, not not 100,000 miles later when it's full of dirt. Well, and they well they really designed them to work also where everything's working properly. So yes. if you have one little thing gone wrong, it can cause weird scenarios with things for sure. So you know, just a, a heads up there. Everything needs to be operating at its optimum to make a system work properly and not have things that come and go and stuff like that. So 
Uh, just just one of those things. Sorry, I was. <laughs> they're having they, this is a goat yoga thing going on on the TV. We have monitors in the studio, and there's all these little goats jumping all over people. It's kind of hilarious. So anyway, um, Kevin's gonna go do some goat yoga later. Nope, nope. <laughs> Uh, so replacing the coolant, like I said, keep your engine and components as well. Uh, radiator fins, grill clean as possible. Clean engine runs much cooler. You know, we don't dirt mud all over. Th- anything you add to something can cause issues for sure. So it's good, good to, uh, good to, uh, keep things clean. Uh, replace the thermostat, uh, with the original equivalent thermostat temperature. In other words, uh, when we service the cooling system, we recommend replace the thermostat, but, um, definitely, uh, we don't want to be changing temperatures these days. You you put a, a cooler thermostat in a car that re- requires a 192s are the most common thermostats that we use. Uh, temperatures some some have gone a little hotter now, but uh, uh, the point to this is you put a 160 in that thing, it will never go in closed loop. It'll waste fuel like crazy. It will set a check engine light. There's no question about it. The car does not run well. That we cannot do the old school like uh, when 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 your grandfather used to say, "Oh, the car's overheating. I'm putting a 160 in her," you know. And do never, ever, ever, ever take a thermostat out of a vehicle and leave it out. That's a problem. Well, so. especially in the new cars because it'll run fat. <laughs> I mean, that's what I'm saying. It, well, it, yeah, it thinks it's cold all the time. It yeah. thinks it's cold outside, so it runs it runs rich. We don't want. And that. then, then you'll be like, "Why well, am I only getting three miles a gallon?" Well, it, and it will turn on a check engine light. No question about that. All right, folks. Well, you know, we didn't get much into cooling systems, but we love it when you call in with your questions and all that. And some great stuff. <laughs> I was just uh, sad. I never even got on to the email to find out what we were supposed to be talking about. Cooling systems. I told you when we started, you weren't listening, apparently. Anyway, uh, but good stuff. Uh, we appreciate everybody joining us. Um, uh, good, good things. We will be back next week for sure. With uh, I don't know what we're talking about next week. Do you? Nope. Nope, not yet. But he's ready, apparently, so it's all good. I was born ready. <laughs> Okie dokie, then. <laughs> I think you need to go do some goat yoga and uh, then... Uh, beach therapy. Beach therapy. There you go. That's a good thing, for sure. Anyway. All right, folks. We appreciate everybody joining us uh, this morning and calling in with your great questions and things. If you uh, do have any other questions, you can head us, hit us up at westautomotivegroup.com. That's westautomotivegroup.com, and we're happy to help you out in any way we can, automotive-wise, or email us at autotalk at westautomotivegroup.com. San Diego and everybody out there, keep the rubber side down and the shiny side up for sure. Uh, have a wonderful weekend. Looks like it's going to be a beautiful one here in San Diego, and I'm sure across the nation also uh, as we are sliding into summer here sh- shortly. And uh, actually, I think we're, have we, hit, we haven't hit the official sun day of summer yet. So, But hang tight. We're headed there. Get out. Enjoy your vehicles. Enjoy your lives. Back to normal a little bit more, and uh, we will see you next Saturday. This has been Auto Talk Radio on The Answer San Diego 1170 and K-Praise. Until next Saturday. What you got to say, Kevin? Say it. I say have a great weekend. There you go. San Diego and everybody out there, take care. This has been Auto Talk Radio. For answers to all your automotive questions, tune in every week at this same time for Auto Talk with Brian Bowersock. To learn more about Brian, become a guest or sponsor of the show, or if you have additional questions, visit thewestautomotivegroup.com. That's thewestautomotivegroup.com. And click on Auto Talk Radio. Join us again next week for more Auto Talk. This program is sponsored by West Automotive Group.